you will need to know if someone is a woman or if someone is a, a, a different race or ethnicity to bring in the type of diversity you need. I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The title of this song is Art's Boogie, and Art is the guy on the bass. Art Davis and cellist Earl Madison wanted spots in the New York Philharmonic back in 1969, but didn't get past the audition. Davis suspected it was because he was black. Davis's experience and a lawsuit helped orchestras make a change, the blind audition. The Boston Symphony invented it, but Davis helped spread the idea to New York and beyond. For decades, musicians auditioned in front of conductors or judges. And there was a host of potential biases that are introduced in that process. Dr. Brooks Holtham, professor of management at Georgetown University. So when they introduced a blind screen between the judges and the musicians, such that the conductor or the judge was blind to the sex or other demographic characteristics of the musician. Orchestras still use blind auditions where the judge can't see the musician. And if you've ever seen The Voice on NBC, well, that's a blind audition. So getting to the point of this week's podcast, the idea of judging someone purely on merit or talent and giving no consideration to their gender or skin color is how many modern companies hire. On the first round of resumes, the hiring manager sees only qualifications and experience. It's really helping companies increase diversity in hiring by removing unconscious bias from the reference check process. That's Drew Glover of San Francisco company Crosscheck, which provides organizations that are hiring with those blind resumes. Resumes devoid of any data on gender, skin color, or age. Very similar to your example of, of orchestras, right, is it will attached to someone's resume. So you're not just evaluating someone on a resume, but you're also evaluating someone um, based on their soft skills and what their references say. Soft skills are the stuff that don't turn up on resumes. Your ability to adapt and think creatively. That has nothing to do with where you went to school or your socioeconomic status. And Crosscheck passes that on to the company looking to hire. 
But there's a whole other group of individuals, especially in that low to moderate income space, that just don't have access to um, maybe even a four year college. Right. They don't have access to internships through their network um, because of the background and, and maybe the location they grew up in. Now, blind auditions in music or blind resumes in the corporate world have their own unique problems. Playing behind a curtain turned out great for women, says Professor Holton. The number of female musicians increased in the top symphony orchestras in the United States from less than 5% in the 1970s to 25% in the 1990s. The same is not true for African Americans. The New York Philharmonic today, in the year 2020, has only one black musician, principal clarinet, Anthony McGill. You cannot fix what you do not measure. Afa Dworkin runs the Sphinx organization in Detroit, which helps underserved children become world-class musicians. And at the moment, orchestras as a whole and in aggregate do not measure how many black and brown musicians come to auditions. Not in any standardized form. So there is that. <laughs> um, and then secondarily, while the thought behind blind auditions was a laudable thought, it's far more complex than that. That's not the Philharmonic. Those are middle schoolers and high schoolers. The Sphinx organization increases the number of underrepresented minorities in classical music by specifically targeting underrepresented minorities. It is not blind. There's sort of an irony there. Blind auditions were thought of as a way to increase the number of underrepresented minorities in an organization, and then all of the sudden, we realize we need to be far more proactive. And you can't be proactive unless you actually do know the gender and color of the person. I think there could be hours and days and years spent arguing, but what we do know is that what we've done hasn't worked. So now it seems like we've come to a point where we're calling diversification in our sector or in our field and our orchestras um, a moral imperative. In practical terms, to me, we're saying we now want to be representative. Previously, it wasn't a priority. Now it is. Take Crosscheck, the company helping corporations hire blind. Crosscheck is a small company, and if it wants to diversify, wouldn't it need to know, eyes open, who the candidates are? I put that question to Drew Glover. You're a very small company, you know, and so the proportions, you know, you, you are you are 4% African-American in your company. Uh, and that's you. <laughs> you you are you yeah, are the four percent. Um, <laughs> but so a small company is going to have very strange ratios. When we as a company say, "All right, let's get out there," and NBC Universal, which is an enormous company, uh, has made the commitment, you know, to say, "Hey, in 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 X number of years, we are going to be fifty percent women. We are going to be fifty percent people of color," and that's marvelous and wonderful. The problem with a blind interview, which is supposed to take out the bias, is it's hard to recruit from a blind pool when your whole point was to try to bring in more people of color. Our goal right now is to make it so we can add additional information to the interview process to give people the information they need to make 
unbiased decisions. And I don't even want to say unbiased because I, I think it really, really it's around less bias because you're right. You will need to know if someone is a woman or if someone is a, a, a different race or ethnicity to bring in the type of diversity you need. So if we want to increase the number of people of color in organizations, Professor Holtom at Georgetown University, we may need to prefer racial or other diversity characteristics for a time like they have in university admissions in order to increase their odds of getting a job and getting into the pipeline. If you're interested in learning more about blind auditions, I found the writing of New York Times reporter Anthony Tomasini very helpful. The study showing blind auditions are effective in increasing the number of women in orchestras is called Orchestrating Impartiality by Claudia Golden and Cecilia Roos and was originally published in the American Economic Review. Sandhill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni.